Je vais maintenant vous présenter voilà, Whitney Houston, voilà, Serge Gainsbourg. Thank you very much. Voilà, il, il says you are great. Il dit que vous êtes très joli. You are not Reagan, I'm not Gorbachev. So don't try, hein. I said I want to fuck her. Oui, euh, alors, je, je vais vous traduire. Non, 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 non. Non, il dit you are great. Non, 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 non. C'est... Non, non, il a dit ça, mais c'est... Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Podcast. Let's discuss Serge Gainsbourg. What you are about to hear is deeply disturbing. probably wondering who the fuck is Serge Gainsbourg and why is he getting a show on the Untitled Music Podcast. So let's talk about this strange man who was loved by some of the world's most beautiful women. He's a shy man who spent most of his life in the spotlight and a prankster who knew how to outrage the public. He was insecure and wanted validation or at least notoriety. Les orgues, elle joue pour toi. Il est terrible cette terre-là. J'espère que tu aimes. C'est assez beau, non C'est le requiem pour un con. Ouais, je l'ai composé spécialement pour toi. À ta mémoire de Célera. C'est un joli thème. Tu ne trouves pas, non Semblable à toi-même Pauvre con He was not a conventionally attractive man. In fact, he was often described as ugly. One French fanzine said he looked like a drowsy turtle. But he always said things like ugliness is superior to beauty because it lasts longer.
is, says, there's a trilogy in my life, an equilateral triangle of cigarettes, alcohol, and beautiful women. <laughs> Serge Gainsbourg was born in 1928 and he died in 1991. He was a French singer, songwriter, pianist. He composed films. He was a poet, a painter, a screenwriter, an actor, and a director. shadow of the Holocaust, had an abusive home life, and he wanted to be loved more than anything. There's a a great movie about him called Gainsbourg, and the actor who plays him does an incredible job. But what I got out of the picture was that his pain and insecurity drove him. He was attracted to beautiful women like Brigitte Bardot, but he never felt at ease with himself. To kind of illustrate that, the film's director, Joan Svar has created a character who serves as Gainsbourg's alter ego. He's a monstrous looking figure with an enormous nose, but there he is, big as life, in conversation with Gainsbourg. It's a fascinating concept, and it helps illuminate the life of this very singular individual. And there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where he's sitting on the beach with this young girl. He was, he was a young kid, too. And he asked her if he could kiss her. And she said, no, you're too ugly. So he required coolness and beauty to mask what was underneath. When I got there, there was this arrogant man. I think I said, why don't you say, how are you? And I think he said, because I don't really care. This black-haired, sophisticated dandy, seemingly arrogant, was Serge Gainsbourg. He was renowned for being provocative and scandalous. He was as famous for his decadent lifestyle and wit as the songs he wrote. He made a career out of writing provocative, clever lyrics getting others to sing them with him, including his lovers, Bridget Bardot. Un météorite m'a percé le cœur Vous sur la terre, vous avez des docteurs Transfusion de mercure J'en ai tant perdu par cette blessure Contact Contact 
Jane Birkin. Lui, il est un côté comme un enfant. Il a l'invention d'un enfant. Il, il trouve les jeux avec ma fille que j'aurais jamais pensé à faire. Now, he had recorded a song called Je t'aime moins non plus. I think it, my French sucks. And he had recorded it with Bridget Bardot, but her husband at the time had that pulled. And so he recorded it again with Jane Birkin. And this is like his most famous song. And it's mostly known internationally as the song where the girl's having an orgasm. But Serge said that wasn't true. If that was true, it wouldn't have been a single. It would have been at least an album side. Jane had replaced Bridget Bardo in Serge's heart and they went on to have one of the most celebrated love affairs in French history. Banned by the Pope, censored by the English, Je t'aime sold over a million copies in the first few months. Hello, baby. I am the luxmith of love, no? It's really kind of hard to nail down what kind of music he played. His songs touch on jazz and pop. Rock and roll, prog, a little bit, reggae, disco, new wave. But all of it was satirical or subversive. He used a lot of wordplay involving language and liked to use accidental creativity, which I always enjoy, to get sounds and to come up with ideas. (laughs) ¶¶ 
just fall in love with them. Bridget Bardot left her husband to be with him. And one of the most famous couples in the world was Serge Gainsbourg and Jane Birkin. I can't imagine him getting away with some of the shit that he did now. Uh, he wrote an album called History to Melody Nelson. I've got that on vinyl. Good record. Uh, it's a concept record about a middle-aged man in a romance with a 15-year-old girl. It's his Lolita. Tu t'appelles comment? Melody. Melody comment? Melody Nelson. popular and influential with a lot of artists like Beck, Portishead, Placebo.
so he could overcome a scandal and emerge victorious from that, cash and babe in hand. But many of his songs had bizarre, morbid, and sexual twists in them. He once wrote a, a song for a young woman that caused a scandal in France because the song was called Les Souchettes, which means lollipops. And the young lady singing this was unaware of what the content of the song actually was. She didn't get the double entendre. She thought it was about a girl enjoying lollipops. But with Jetem, the Vatican made a public statement citing the song as offensive. It was banned by the BBC. But you can tell it clearly influenced Love to Love You Baby by Donna Summer. Gainsbourg had his first heart attack at the age of 45, but he missed the spotlight so much that he called press conferences from his hotel bed, and he claimed that he would reduce the chance of him having another heart attack by increasing his intake of alcohol and cigarettes and sex. Thirty years after the end of the Second World War, he thought it would be a good idea to release an upbeat concept album about Nazi Germany called Rock Around the Bunker. Voici venir la nuit des longs couteaux. Mm-hmm. 
Enfilez vos bas noirs les gars, ajustez bien vos accroches, bas vos portes jartelles et vos corsets, allez venez ça va se corser, on va danser le... In 1981, he traveled to Jamaica to work on some songs and ended up making an enemy out of Bob Marley. He was furious that Gainsbourg had had his wife Rita sing erotic lyrics. He was there to record a record with Sly and Robbie, and apparently Sly and Robbie didn't have much to say to him until they realized that he wrote Jatem, and then their mood changed immediately. Then near the end of his life, in the 80s, he kind of became like a Hollywood Squares kind of guy. He kind of became like the celebrity that younger people don't know why they're famous. And he would be on TV usually saying something provocative or silly. He had a controversial sense of humor, but he liked the attention. He didn't know how to live outside of the spotlight. Dans son regard absent et son iris absinthe. Tandis que Marie-Lou s'amuse à faire des volutes de sèches aux mentales entre deux bulles de comic strip, tout en jouant avec le zip de ses lévis, je lis le vice et je pense à Carole Lévis. But it seemed like the more excessive he was and the more ridiculous he was the more the French public became fascinated with him. It said he showed up at a film festival, highly intoxicated. He went to a local theater where he was supposed to do a presentation, 
and started in on this long, obscene story about Bridget Bardot and a champagne bottle, and then he passed out before we got to find out what happened. died in 1991, 63 years old. France went into mourning, and Bridget Bardot and Jane Birkin, uh, Catherine Deneuve, all these women came out and praised him. They loved him. The women sat in his bedroom for four days with his body because his daughter wouldn't let him go. Excuse, excuse. Flags were flown at half-mast, and the house where he was known to have lived was covered not only with flowers, but with also bottles of whiskey and packets of Gatan cigarettes. So who could be loved more than that? Who could ask for anything more? Who could ask to be taken care of? I found out later that he left me 25% of Melody Nelson, so I'd always be all right. He was always worried in my old age that somehow things might go wrong. So he took care of me after death like an angel. So an angel he would be. Open plan living. Bungalow All of its comforts seem so essential. I bought you mail order. 
my plain wrapper, baby. Your skin is like vinyl, the perfect companion. You float in my new pool, deluxe and delightful. Inflatable doll, my role is to serve you. Disposable darling, can't throw you away now. Immortal and life size, my breath is inside you. I'll dress you up. And keep you till death's eyes Inflatable doll Lover ungrateful I blew up your body But you blew my mind So I'm going to finish my martini here and play some Serge Gainsbourg. Good evening.
This has been produced by Donnie Shattuck. Bonjour, mesdames et messieurs. Nous vous remercions d'avoir écouté notre podcast. Sweet.